I'm Governor Larry Hogan. Our state is taking unprecedented and aggressive actions in the fight to stop the spread of the COVID-19 pandemic here in Maryland. As you know, I recently issued a stay-at-home directive to ensure that no Marylander leaves his or her home unless it is for an essential job or for an essential purpose. I know how difficult this is on each and every one of you. There's a great deal of fear and anxiety. And the truth is that none of us really know how bad this is going to get or how long it's going to last. But I can promise you that there are a great many dedicated people doing tremendous things, working around the clock, and doing their very best to help keep Marylanders safe. In the days to come, we're going to need to depend on each other, to look out for one another, and to take care of each other, because we are all in this together, and we will get through this together. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, keeping you informed about the happenings in Annapolis and the area. Local news, local sports, local events, local opinion, and of course, local weather. The Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief starts now. Good morning. It's Friday, May 1st, 2020. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. I wanted to follow up on the double shooting in Annapolis that happened the other day, and according to the police department, they do have video footage of what happened. To update you, it was a 15-year-old boy who was shot in the foot and a 19-year-old man who was shot in the stomach. They are both being treated for what they believe to be non-life-threatening conditions. This did happen in the 1300 block of Tyler Avenue, which is in the Robin Wood community, which is a hacker property. According to the police, surveillance footage captured the incident, and there were three people that were walking together, the two victims and a third suspect. The third suspect stepped away from the two and opened fire on them. They have not captured him. He is still at large, but the police do say that they have several leads. Also on the Annapolis Police Department, back on Thursday, April 23rd, the Police Department's Intelligence Unit, as well as the Maryland State Police, conducted an operation about prostitution and human trafficking in the city. The operation did lead to the arrest of a 40-year-old man from Hyattsville. The police department had received complaints about prostitution in the city. They set up a sting where they contacted the suspect and requested a female for prostitution. When the suspect drove into the city with the female, he was arrested and charged with sex trafficking and prostitution, along with three other criminal charges related to the crime. And late last night, we got some sad news. The folks over at Red Maryland have announced that they are closing up shop. They are ceasing operations effective Thursday, June 4th, and they have been around for a long, long time. They started as a conservative blog just about 13 years ago. It evolved into the Red Maryland Network, which was a series of podcasts. And in fact, they have produced 1,803, which is no small feat. Trust me, I know that one. Why are they closing down? In a statement, they said that the consumers of media and social media are devoting 98% of their attention to President Trump and his decisions and ignoring the important issues at the state level. It felt like we were in a vicious cycle where our efforts were becoming more and more unrewarding. The reality for someone who donates their time and effort to a project like Red Maryland is that these conditions result in one thing, burnout. They are going to continue their conservative coverage through June 4th, which will include the primary. The two principals of it, Brian Griffiths is one. He does write for the Capitol newspaper as well. He'll be launching a new media venture called theduckpin.com, and that's theduckpin.com. You can follow him there. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the same name. Greg Klein is going to focus on his legal practice up in Glen Burnie. And last night, I did fire off an email to them wishing them both well, and we never really agreed on a whole lot of things, but we did agree on some things. 
What I thought was really great is that we could put politics aside and remain friends. I do appreciate all the work and effort they put into this. I do appreciate the voice that they brought to Maryland politics, and I wish them both nothing but the best. Hey, make sure you're following the duckpin.com and see what Brian is up to. Speaking of Red Maryland, it is the beginning of Maryland Podcast Month. So you want to go to MarylandPodcastMonth.com. Check out all the podcasts that are produced here locally in Maryland. You may discover something new and cool. Why am I tagging this on to the Red Maryland thing? For those that don't know, Brian Griffiths did come up with Maryland Podcast Month as well. This is the third year that they're doing it. It is apolitical, but once again, another effort on behalf of Brian at Red Maryland. Governor Larry Hogan did a Washington Post live webcast on Thursday morning, and it was really kind of interesting. A lot of local jurisdictions are asking where those COVID-19 tests are, and Hogan was a little bit vague on that. He said, we're using as many of them as we can, and as the additional supplies come in, we're utilizing more of them. But when we acquired the test, we said that it was helping us on a long-term strategy. So we always intended for this to be over several months that we would utilize those half million tests, not in the first week that we acquired them. A good number of them will be going to a mass testing site for poultry plants on the eastern shore down at the Purdue Stadium. Another interesting part of the webcast was when he was asked whether he was concerned about the federal government getting a hold of the testing kits. And Governor Hogan, as is typical, did not pull any punches. There was a little bit of a concern, he said. And he did cite that the N95 masks that were ordered by Governor Charlie Baker of Massachusetts that were confiscated by the feds. He did say that he brought the plane into BWI as opposed to Washington. He says when it arrived, it was met by a contingent from the Maryland National Guard and the Maryland State Police. And he also said the National Guard and the State Police are continuing to guard the tests at an undisclosed location. It's kind of crazy that we've got to do this to hide our goods from the federal government. 51 members of the General Assembly sent Governor Hogan a letter yesterday urging them to cancel rent and mortgage payments due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The letter asked Hogan to implement aggressive housing relief measures such as canceling rent and mortgage payments for businesses and residents affected. Now, there is a moratorium on evictions during the emergency, but when that emergency is lifted, that money is due. In the letter, the lawmakers wrote, even after life starts to return to normal, many Marylanders will not be able to pay the rent or mortgage payments owed or accumulated during the crisis. I'm not sure that this is under the purview of the governor. It might be an interesting concept, one which I think might have some unintended consequences. I don't know. Hey, we all know that commissioning week has sort of been canceled for the public here in Annapolis, and we're not going to get a chance to see the Blue Angels fly in their flight demonstration, but they are doing flyovers in Baltimore and Washington this weekend. The Air Force will be flying their F-16 Fighting Falcons, and the Navy will be flying their F-A-18 Hornets. The flyovers in Baltimore are going to start at 11.30 a.m. on Saturday. It's going to last about 15 minutes. The flyovers in Washington will be started about 11.45 a.m. and last approximately 20 minutes. Now, no Blue Angel pilot worth his salt would not divert to Annapolis for a flyover. I'm sorry. And as I look at their roster, they've got four people that are graduates of the Naval Academy, including the number two plane, Lieutenant Commander Haley. So I would expect that you will see the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds buzzing over Annapolis somewhere between 11.30 a.m. and 11.45 a.m. on Saturday. No guarantees, just a hunch. 
Tickets for one of the most coveted parties in town are going on sale today. It is the annual Peka Girlfriends Party. This is going to be held now in September. September 16th is the date. Usually it's a June party, but because of the COVID-19 pandemic, they have pushed it back into September. And this will be the 12th anniversary of this party. Typically attracts about a 1,000 people from Annapolis. 99.9% of them are women. The only men are Robert Clark, the chairman of Historic Annapolis, as well as some invited elected officials. It is a benefit for historic. Annapolis. And over the last five years, the tickets have sold out on the very first day. Tickets are going on sale this morning. You can get them at PACAGirlfriends.com. That's P-A-C-A-G-I-R-L-F-R-I-E-N-D-S.com. It is a fun night from what I hear. I've never attended. But if you're interested in that, you want to get on that fairly early. And finally, as we do wrap up, I want to make sure that you're keeping an eye out for a podcast that we're going to be doing in the next couple days. I'm going to be recording it in a few minutes with Senator Mary Washington, and it's all about the census. She was on the legislature's Census Complete Count Committee, and we are going to talk about what the census means, how you can participate if you haven't gotten notified, and all sorts of other things. I expect that may be released on Sunday or Monday, so you want to keep your eye out for that as well. All right, that does wrap it up for us today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day with these stories and more. If you're someplace you can give us a rating or a review, please do that. And make sure your friends and family all know how to get podcasts and have them download ours right to their phone. Other than that, hang tight. George Young with your local DMV weather is standing by. But first, a quick message from Solar Energy Services. Hello, Marylanders. This is Rick Peters from Solar Energy Services in Millersville, Maryland, wishing you good health and a rapid return to prosperity. Uncertainty is one of the hardest parts of our current situation. As we move towards our new normal, you may want to consider adding more certainty to your financial future by locking in the low cost of clean solar energy. The economics of solar are tremendous, and there's no better source than a trusted team at Solar Energy Services. Residential solar projects typically earn the homeowner 8 to 12% annually over the life of the system, with even better returns for commercial systems. If you have some downtime now, take advantage of our powerful remote design capabilities, allowing one of our experienced solar designers to provide a presentation, followed by a detailed, accurate proposal, all from a safe distance. Call us today at 410-923-6090 or visit us at solarsaves.net. Sunshine's a waste, but together we'll get through this. Sunshine, sunshine, nothing else can make me feel so fine. Going out? You need the most up-to-date local weather. Here's George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis with today's forecast. Hey everyone, this is George with DMV Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Friday, May 1st. April was a cool, wet month on the whole, and it went out on a very rainy note yesterday, with an inch or more of rain for practically every spot on the map in the region. And while today might bring a few additional showers, with plenty of clouds in the skies above as low pressure finally moves away from Annapolis and high pressure moves into the area, setting the stage for a very nice weekend ahead with plenty of sunshine on Saturday with highs near 70 degrees, though it could be a bit breezy at times, followed by mid to upper 70s mixed skies Sunday, though now it looks like maybe a small chance of a p.m. shower or storm is possible, but it should be a very nice day and weekend overall. As for next week, it's likely back to below average temp days in the 60s with a few showers possible midweek with the outlook for the entire first half of May being for cool temps to persist. Okay, that's it for today. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great weekend out there. Stay healthy and be safe. And be sure to get our free app on all of your devices by searching DCMDVA Weather 
in the Apple or Google App Store. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and use our website at dmdweather.com so you can always stay weather informed. This is Brian Griffiths, the founder of Maryland Podcast Month. Maryland Podcast Month was founded in 2018 to draw attention to all of the great podcasts and podcasters here in Maryland. And during this time of social distancing, there is no better time to start learning more about locally produced podcasts. Shows like my podcast, Red Maryland Radio, Eye on Annapolis, the Conduit Street Podcast, JB's Drive-In Podcast, the Maryland Crabs, Quality Time, the Society Fringe Players, and more are still putting out fresh content. Visit MarylandPodcastMonth.com to learn more about these great Maryland podcasts. That's MarylandPodcastMonth.com. And we thank you for your support of local content. You've been listening to the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. Tell your friends and colleagues this is the podcast where you can keep up on the latest with what's going on in Annapolis. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find even more information. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m., keeping you informed with the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. And take a moment to listen to our other podcast, The Maryland Crabs, released every Thursday at noon.